0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show on a Tuesday morning in the Delaware Valley. It is January 3rd, 2023. And we have a lot of ground to cover today, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, including... I guess you call it a reality check, a wake-up call to every sports fan out there. We're watching an event to get away from real life, and then something happens that is as real as you could ever imagine. And what happened last night at Monday Night Football, we will discuss throughout the morning with all the people that we normally talk to, but that is not all we will do. We will also, die. We will, I have not had a chance yet to tell you how I feel about the Eagles game on Sunday, and I am thrilled to be able to share my views with you. I am appalled, outraged, and disgusted, not only with what happened, but with a lot of what has happened since then, including the comments yesterday on this show by Marcus Hayes. And Johnson, to your credit, you would Marcus Hayes tried to sell a bill of goods to this city that the Eagles' defense was excellent on Sunday. And I will, be, I will begin by demolishing that thought process. And then we will get to Ross Tucker at 640. Then we will get to uh, 740. We will be talking to Brandon Graham. 8 o'clock, I'm ready to go to f- battle if he wants to with Nick Sirianni. All right. The fact that we have all received this wake-up call and been provided, uh, you know, perspective. Yeah. it's not really going to change my overall plan, which is to serve Mm -hmm. the interests and the needs of Eagle fans at a time when they're incredibly frustrated. Yeah, always
1: has been. Incredibly
0: frustrated. So we are going to cover it all for you today. We got Russ Tuck at six forty, Brenda Graham at seven forty, Nick Sirianni at eight o'clock, and a man who skewered. The Eagles, Brian Balder, the Odyssey Insider, will be out at, at 9 o'clock to tell me why. Tell us all why. That Eagles game plan was on the back of a cocktail napkin at 3.30 in the morning. Wow. It, was <laughs> wow. not done, it was not done by sober people. All right? But, be- <laughs> but let us begin with what went on last night. I, I know it's a big deal. I'm sleeping, obviously. My wife woke me up. Wow. Did she, she said, uh, you have to see this. This is epic. Um, And what happened, uh, it was Bengals, uh, it was in Cincinnati, Bills versus Bengals, great matchup, two playoff teams. And uh, late in the first quarter, uh, a play happened that was almost, I'm I'm not going to play the actual play as they described on Monday Night Football because it was just the play when it it happened. T. Higgins got hit by a gentleman named DeMar Hamlin, 24 years old, and Hamlin went down. They both went down. Hamlin got up fairly quickly. Wasn't really too much. And then within like three seconds, his legs wobbled and he fell backward and he landed on the ground. And that was it. Yeah. Within seconds, medical personnel came out. Uh, we are now learning that it was astounding that they saved his life on the field. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had cardiac arrest from the blow that he took to his chest when he collided with T Higgins. Yes. And I'll start, I'll let you hear some of what went down on Monday Night Football. Uh, I thought they all did a terrific job last night. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and especially Lisa Salters, who was down there as a sideline reporter, really bringing you the sense of what was being felt on the on the field. Here's when they started describing this incredible event.
2: Well, this is the last thing you want to see. As they brought the stretcher out, they have that backboard out. DeMar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. And then he got up and just went right back down to the ground. Not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and just hope that he's going to be okay. Well, you can see that the ambulance is out there on the field, and they are intensely working on Damar Hamlin. There's just nothing to say right now. We'll take another break and come back.
0: All right, so Jonesy, you were on a plane flying here from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, everyone in the plane was watching it live. They were. So you had an experience that we would normally not have. Um, did you know right away that he was in I did. incredible danger? You know,
1: I, I've had two incidents that I watched live in hockey. One was Yuri Fisher in Detroit. He was sitting on the bench about eight minutes into a game against Nashville and collapsed the same way, went backwards and over, and then everyone rushed to him. They, he had a cardiac arrest. They saved his life, but he was out for seven minutes, six, wow. seven minutes before Jeez. they did. Wow! They revived him. Uh, He never played another game in the NHL that that ended his career because he had more heart stuff that happened after that. I see. He still works for the Red Wings, though. He's lived a fine life since that point. So I hope that's what's happening. Chris Pronger was hit in the chest with a slap shot playing Detroit in a playoff game when he was in St. Louis. Stumbled, and then lost consciousness, went down. He was hit right in the heart with the puck and they they did not have to revive him. He came around on his own on the ice, but they did take him off on a stretcher, but his arms moved, so you kind of knew that he was, you know, on his way to recovery at that wow. point. So the two times I've watched a player collapse on the ice, it's both been heart-related stuff.
0: Well, here's the thing. So what people, I, I guess if you were watching it, you sensed there was a real desperation yes. in what the medical people were doing. What you did not learn till later was, they were in the process of saving Hamlin's life. Yeah. His heart had stopped beating, and they brought him back, defib, CPR. Oh, yeah. everything. And, and here is more from the broadcast on uh, ABC last night. Let's listen.
2: They have been administering CPR through these past two breaks that we've taken. And as Lisa said, DeMar Hamlin has been down for over nine minutes now. Everybody watching, praying, and hoping for the best.
0: Yeah, it it was at that Mm -hmm. point that it became ridiculous that they would resume the game. Yeah. Uh, But there was also a period around there where they said in five minutes they were going to resume. Yeah. But no, they could not because... The players were in no condition at that point yeah. to continue a game. And Rhea made me think mm. of what had happened in the Eagles game yep. because you were there yeah. and Josh Sweat went down and, and he had a neck injury. And that always makes you go, uh-oh, mm-hmm. maybe paralysis, be careful.
3: It was the and they quietest were, I had th- ever heard that stadium in, in the entire time right. I've been there.
0: They, that was a long delay, that was, also. That yeah. took a couple of breaks, and they had to strap them into this uh, mm-hmm. stretcher where they uh, immobilize your head yeah. and do all that stuff. And the people, I'm now wondering, and I know this is crazy after the fact, but after what we saw last night, if that had an impact on the way the Eagles play that game? Because they played yeah. that game awful. Yeah. And I have to wonder, Unfortunately, we have Brenda Graham, who is there right on the field, mm-hmm. and and we have Nick Sirietta to tell us if maybe that had something to do with it. Because when you watch that, they could not have resumed the game last night. No. no. They no. watched no. the man chance. nearly die. Before this show, Hugh Douglas is in our studios today, working uh, elsewhere in the studios, and I, I talked to him about it. He said, whenever that happens, it suddenly comes you, – you suddenly realize – the risk you're taking yep. every snap of every ball you're yeah. on an NFL field. It's, a it's violent so violent game. It's so violent. Yeah. So anyway, now we get to, uh, this is where, you know, we often make fun of uh, sideline reporters and how they handle their jobs. Because a lot of times you get very irrelevant or superfluous information. Sure. Lisa Salters is one of the absolute best at this. And she proved it. When she captured the emotion on the field and showed it herself, in this report,
3: it's hard uh, because, like you guys have said, this is a this is a human being, and all you can really think about is, you know, I hope I hope that guy is okay, mm-hmm. and that's all we were all hoping for was that that Demar Hamlin was going to get up and that he was going to get on in that ambulance, he was going to give us a thumbs up, and we were all going to know that he was okay. And 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 when that didn't happen, I think this entire stadium was just devastated i mean i mean right now all i can really think about is is that player his teammates just seeing the agony on their faces the concern on their faces they're scared for him
0: right now and they should yeah. be they were more than scared. They were so emotionally overwrought. Yeah, they were Many of them were crying. Yeah, for sure. Right. A now, lot
1: of people watching them were crying. And
0: Jonesy, could you just take me back into that plane? Yep. Coming in where you got the unique opportunity to see a whole plane full of people yeah. experiencing the game. What was
1: going on there, in there? A lot of people on the plane were tearing up as well. Yeah. Watching it. Yeah, because when you see the when you saw the players crying on the field on both teams, you knew that something like incredibly wrong had happened. So it was a it was a very emotional experience for everybody, and I know anyone who watched it. I can't imagine to cover it is really difficult. I had one game I was covering for the Flyers when Todd Fedorik was knocked out by a punch, and he went down on the ice in New York, and his hand kind of went up like rigor mortis. Like I was like, oh. oh my god, and it was like complete silence, and he didn't move for three or four minutes. It was like, and I was like, mm. now what do you say? Now, it's a really difficult spot for everyone to be in that's covering it as well.
0: You know, it's amazing. Uh, Judson, you know this, but we deal in the mundane. Yeah. And we prefer to. Right. <laughs> that's why right. we selected this line of work, right? You don't have to deal with the real world. And and then something like this happens, and, and I, I can't help mundane thoughts creeping in. And uh, I'm going, so. oh, my God, that was a Monday night. The, the season ends next weekend, and they have to get the game in. Mm-hmm. But- it's, you can't play it last no, night. No, you can't how play it, it last night. You can't play it And then tonight. there you go. Well, how important is the Eagles game Judge, uh, Sunday compared to Demar Hamlin? I know. Is it's, that really important? No. No. It, but, but here's why I will press on today, and I hope the other day we will talk about it all morning. But understand that the reason you watch sports is is to not have to deal with the day-to-day reality of what happened last night on Monday Night Football.
4: So everybody knows the latest from his rep- yes. his marketing rep um, as of a couple hours ago is that he is sedated, he has yep. a breathing tube, uh, and that's as much as we
0: know. Right, but something tells me he is uh, past the the true danger point because they brought him back to life. Yeah, But if they were not there, if they did not know what they were doing, if they were not great well, under pressure, yeah. you know, we talk about players under pressure. You're a doctor on the field trying to revive a young man. That's pressure. With all eyes on that's you. That's the real all pressure. All eyes on you. Right you miss yeah. a pass on third down. That's not pressure compared to what the doctor did. Well,
3: the amount of doctors yeah. and and what they the equipment right. they have there, it yep. was the best place for him.
0: And we have an yeah. overcare doctor on 2 today at 7:10 yeah. and he'll tell you about what that's like on the field.
3: He's he was a
0: former player, he was a played player. At
3: Syracuse center. If yeah. I'm a
0: player and that happens, I'm not ready to play. No. I don't know when I'm no. ready to play, though. Am I ready to play the next game? Do I just block that out of my mind? I don't know. Let us go to uh, Bernadette. If you're out there or we're watching it live, you could help us today and give us your in-the-moment thoughts. It's very fresh. It happened less than 12 hours ago. Jump on board right now at 215 592 We will get to our contest. We got games today to, to get you Eagles tickets for Sunday's nice. big game and all that. But uh, just understand, today is a little different, and that something truly tragic, but not as tragic as it could have been, transpired on live TV for all to see. Let's go to Bernadette to kick it off this morning. Hi, Bernie. Morning, Angelo. How you doing, Bernadette? Not too good this morning. Oh, you sound very emotional. You were watching the game?
5: Well, me and Fred didn't actually watch the game. We woke up to it on the news this morning.
0: Huh.
5: and it's just very devastating. It shouldn't happen to anybody.
0: Yeah, it could. Bernadette, I, all I could think as that was unfolding is um, that we are so lucky. No, I, I couldn't think of any fatalities that have taken place in major sports for all the pucks hit into chess and yeah. smashes into the walls uh, of the arena and football, the the head hunting, uh, especially twenty, thirty years ago, is it amazing that there haven't been more of these near tragedies or actual tragedies? <sighs> very lucky. Wow, well, you sound very, very upset, uh, Bernadette. Do you still He's want to so talk about the? Do you want to talk about the Eagles, or what do you want to do?
5: Yeah, I want to talk about the Eagles. I want to talk about something happy. But um, before I even talk about that, I just want to say to you guys. And to tomorrow, my prayers and thoughts go out to that family.
0: Thank you, Bernadette. Very much. It's a great great feeling, and obviously we all feel exactly the same way. You know what's awful?
3: His mother was in the stands. Oh, dear. So, you know, she's with him, Well, it's
0: it's why uh, so many parents don't want their kids to play football. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Bernie, let's talk Eagles and and get on to something more mundane. More pleasant. <laughs> yeah, not not all that pleasant either, though, based well, on no, the way no. they played. <laughs>
5: no, they, they played like a bunch of scatterbrains. Yeah. The Gardner Minshew, I don't know what his problem is. He ran around that field and looked like a chicken with his head cut off. He didn't know what the heck he was doing.
0: <laughs> um, I got a theory on that now, and, and I'm going to play it for you real early. <laughs> uh, Brian Baldiger said that he got hit four times in the first eight snaps. And was yep. never the same. No, it happens. And, yep. and you look, Bernie, you look at him in the pocket, not yep. wanting to get rid of the ball, not knowing what to do. That yep. was built in from yep. the abuse he took on the first few snaps. Yep. That's what did yep. it.
1: And the opponents yep. are so happy not to oh. try to chase down Jalen Hurts. They have a different That's game it. plan with Minshew.
0: And here's the thing, Bernie, That We have seen it so many times. If if uh, Hurts were to be abused that way early in the game – wouldn't change well, a bit. Exactly. Hurts exactly. is made of something different than most players. And we are Jalen
5: Hurt Jalen Hurts is
0: made of steel. Jalen Hurts is uh Bernard, thank you for the call. I'm sorry you got so emotional. Ber- uh let me just say uh Jalen Hurts is more the MVP now <laughs> yep. than yeah. at any point in this whole season. And anything else you hear is pure garbage. Because the Eagles are nothing without that young man. Nothing. I,
4: I, I made this statement nothing. yesterday, Ange, when I was in for you. It's not the system. No. It's Jalen Hurts.
0: He's the making system. them look the way better than no, they might be. It's not the system. And, and his courage under fire is spectacular. And I love him more now than I ever did before. And I'll tell you something else. If you can't, if you can't stand the drama because it's five days away, it's 425 on Sunday. Hurts is playing. You have my personal guarantee because he actually could have played either of the last two games. Take my word for it. At one time, I was a physician. (laughs) 215-592-9494. WIP Sports Time 66. All right, welcome back, everybody. I haven't even got a chance to rip into the Eagles yet. The, the coach is on. By the way, if you're planning your morning, the coach, Nick Sirianni, has moved to 8 o'clock today. He's been juggling this the last few weeks because, I guess, meetings and stuff like that. So, But Brad Graham, this is what a great guy is. He is flexible with the coach. So we moved him to 740. The coach is out at 8 nice. o'clock. You don't want to miss this because the coach – Unless the coach starts it and just, uh, I'm going to ask him, you, know, you had the Josh Sweat play. It was very similar to what happened last night. Uh, there was a long break in the action. The doctors were on the field. They had the card out, all that. Did that affect your team? I'm going to give him a chance to go, that's maybe what happened. Yeah. I mean, if he says that, I can't argue that. I don't know. I know I know that those kind of moments in a football game affect the yes, people that are yeah. on the field. They do. Jonesy, I'm, I'm sure in hockey, it's a similar yes, thing. You don't look at things the same way. No, you don't. It's a reminder of the risk you're taking when you go into yeah, a sports it, event.
1: Obviously, some injuries are a lot worse than others yes. that take place in front of you, but yep. there is some very disturbing things happen, and there's right. no question that game last night should have been ended when
0: it was. Oh, they did the right thing. Yes. No question. All right, anyway, let's go to to the question of the day. We have a couple of them today. This one blew my mind. It's more mundane. It's about the Eagles and the Giants game. Let's go.
6: It's brought to you by Armand Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet wishes all a happy and healthy New Year. Thank you to the Delaware Valley for over 22 years of support. Find new roads at Armin Chevrolet. The Eagles are favored by 14 on Sunday. Who you got? Eagles or Giants?
0: Right, here's the thing. 14. The way the Eagles have played the last two games is... Seen just in its context, ridiculous. The Eagles could not beat anyone by 14 points the way they played the last two games. The defense was pitiful against Dallas. The offense was laughable against uh, what's his name, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. So you just Jones it. Yeah. How in God's name are they fourteen point favorite?
1: Well, they they blew the Giants out the last time they met. Jalen Hurts was available and was the quarterback in the game, so I, I guess they're anticipating that Hurts comes back and that 100%. the Giants want nothing to do with the game.
0: Like they that you have they can't change their seating. At yeah, all. that yeah. is entirely my interpretation. They know Hurts is playing because they know he could have played last, uh, he could have played Sunday, or maybe even the Dallas game. Yeah. They know that. Secondly, they know that the Giants, although they're playing their cards close to their vest, they're not playing their starters. No. But even with that, if these coaches coach the way they did on Sunday, they can't beat a college team. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. This is what you need to know about that game. Start on the defense, which was praised on this show yesterday. (laughs) Shame on you, Hayes. Shame on you. That defense started the game with a nine-minute drive by a substandard New Orleans offense. What was that game plan? Oh, it was the zone defense. It was zone defense. It was zone, by the way. And Mike, even from the beginning, Mike Quick is screaming, this is such a soft zone. They're giving him every pass. They're giving him every pass. They did. They did. 11 Um, for 12, 153 yards. First 12 pass attempts, 11 completed. The week before, I was 24 for 24. Yep. When you're the
3: at the stadium, ends, you see them lining oh, up and oh. you're going again right. every
0: play? Right. And then that began a performance. Yeah, they held them to 13 points. The pick six doesn't count. They held them to 13 points. They didn't need any points. All they needed to do is totally dominate their time of possession. Your your offense ever got the ball. You got the ball under 23 minutes. Yeah. You're not going to win any games if the defense is giving up first down after first down. If they're giving up 20 for 24 in the passing game, that's winning nothing. It's yeah.
3: exactly what Washington did to them. Exactly. The
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is the formula to beat gigantic soft zone yeah. so he gets no no God. praise for me you. Today. what amplifies Thank this you. Oh, it, Ange, what it was a, a jackass. Andy Dalton
4: is a journeyman quarterback if that was a competent quarterback oh, it could have been 24 to nothing at the half
0: awful it gotta do a better job awful and then I got Nick Sirianni yesterday telling me how good the defense was Nick no nobody's that stupid in this town
6: I just want to make sure we're we, we've we're improving, right? We're improving. So as as a football team, and you know, thought the defense played a really good game yesterday. Thought the offense played a good game the, the week before.
0: No, 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 no. We are not a bunch of dummies in this town. That was not a good game by the defense. As for the offense, yikes! Aye, aye, aye. Um, it's a stake in the last time they played the Giants mapped out. The most exquisite. It was beautiful. First drive of the game. It was, yes. They went right down the field. Every call was right there. Every throw was yeah. precise. End of the game. It there. was brilliant. <laughs> Apparently, at that point, his brain took a month-long trip to the Bahamas <laughs> because this guy and his plan against New Orleans was laughably stupid. All right, New Orleans is good against the pass. And awful against the run, so let's throw with our backup quarterback into the pat the strength of the other team. Tell me we're that smart, Rhea? It was not. Tell me we're that smart. It
3: was pretty clear it wasn't smart. It was
0: ridiculous. The first several drives. It was patently absurd. With that, that so here's what they did: three and out, Mm -hmm. three and out, Mm -hmm. three and out. Three and out <laughs> to the last two minutes of the half.
3: You The Bronx cheer out, that they time. got for the first down was yep.
0: amusing. It was embarrassing yeah. how terrible they were against the team that can't stop the run. In the end, listen to this, because this is where I'm bringing in the media in this town. Guys, get your head out of your ass. How about that? All right? The media did not pay attention to the fact that once again, Miles Sanders was over five yards of carry. 5.1 yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Got 12 carries.
3: Two in the first half, Two. right? Two. Yeah.
0: Worse. Yeah. Worse than that. 22 snaps in the ho- whole game. Yeah. He got 22 snaps. He was on the sideline more than he was in the game.
3: He did have Against, a brace on his
0: knee, I will say that. Uh, but if
3: he's going to be in the game,
0: oh, you use, I'm just giving Give you me a
3: break. some information. I'm but sick
0: still. of all this injury crap and how we're putting them all in a bubble. You guys deserve to get your ass kicked, and that's what happened. And if you do it again Sunday, I'm calling my travel agent and planning a voyage late in January because I don't have to worry about working in February. I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to go to a road playoff game.
0: I am disgusted. (laughs) What I saw Sunday absolutely disgusted me. As it did, 375 angry emailers. During the oh, course yeah? of that day. should game. be angry. And they were livid. Oh, these people. They were so angry. It was mind-boggling. Shame on you, Eagles. Shame on all of you for coming up small. Oh, but there was one other thing. I don't know if anybody calculated. Hmm. Yeah, they blew the game, and now they have to win Sunday, or they're the fifth seed. All right. I know, that's it. On no, the road. It's worse than that. They also handed the New Orleans Saints. A lower first-round draft pick because the Saints won. You had so much to play for, and you did nothing. Shame on the entire organization. I don't care you're 13-3. and It's time you start playing up to your talent. If not, head should roll. I mean it. Head should roll. If you end the season with four losses, you lose Sunday, and you lose the first playoff game, you deserve to get fired. How's that? That's good. Thank That's you. good. Wow. <laughs> Keith is on the line for Germantown. Hi, Keith. Good morning. How are you feeling, Keith? I- I'm feeling okay.
5: What's on I'm your mind, Keith? Okay? I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of upset that the Eagles lost. I'm kind of upset about that. And, you know, I'm kind of upset that what happened yesterday.
0: All right. If so- that, If you're just kind of upset with those things, what would get you very upset? Um...
5: A day to win next week.
0: All right. Okay. I'm with you, Keith. Keith, were you were watching, were you watching live last night on Monday Night Football? Yes, I was. I uh, saw when he fell down. Yeah. He fell down.
5: He fell on the ground. He got back up with no problem. Then, you know, I don't want to be funny, but he just fell back. Yep. He just fell back on the ground like it was like an impact, like. I don't hear anything. You know how one thing you just fall back and like say it may be over.
0: Yeah. It well, it here's the thing. thing. Like, well, you know, my first thought when that happens is concussion. Yeah. But no, this was heart. This wasn't head. This was heart. And if you take a massive blow to your chest, your heart might stop at that point. You need doctors who know exactly what to do and are cool under pressure. Yeah. And that's what and they got. They knew. Watching Those guys from, are No matter heroes. where
1: they were sitting, they knew exactly what was happening. When exactly, they got
0: there. Keith. Exactly. But does it give you more perspective? Does it make you less angry about the Eagles? Well, I mean,
5: what's happening is I think the Eagles are taking these last couple of games kind of lightly because they think that Jalen Hurts is going to bail them out. And I think that's what's going on right here. Well, he better. It's, it's not a thing with Manchu, because if you look at Jalen on the line, that man he deserves the MVP. He was not. He was not happy about nothing that was going on yesterday.
0: I'm with you, Keith. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let, let me get to the contest because we're playing for our peer of tickets to see the Eagles Sunday uh game at the uh, link. It is four twenty-five. It Nine. is a yeah. okay. they're putting all the uh, uh the NFC East games together. The, the, ones, the ones that are two mean words about it. it. Yeah, the meeting yeah. for it. it. Makes sense. And and Ria Rhea gave me this idea for a contest because she monitored the entire Nick Sirianni uh, news coverage yesterday. And if you brought a group of uh, middle schoolers in, a journalism class from the middle school, they would have not asked any dumber questions (laughs) than the dumb questions that were asked by the media, all right? Uh, They asked Nick to assess the game. Then they wanted uh, updates on Gardner, Chauncey Gardner, and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Then they wanted to know how Hurts reacted to the loss, right? (laughs) Like, he was like a main factor. Then they wanted to know uh, why didn't he practice more last week. I don't know what okay. the hell that's All supposed right. to do. Then they said uh, the defense and offense came out flat. Did you know it? That went on for a half an hour. I don't know what the hell he mm-hmm. talking about there. Then they kept hammering on the pick six like they could somehow change that. We already knew what happened. Uh, Lattimore jumped the route because they had not masked the second time they ran the exact same play. There was no need for a (laughs) 20-minute dissertation on something where Minshew saw nothing, AJ saw it ahead of time, and tried to signal to him, don't do what you're planning because he's going to pick it off, and he picked it off. And then they uh, mentioned something about, uh, oh, and then the the wrap-up was a, a question every fan is dying to get an answer to. Is it possible Robert Quinn can come back? I forgot Robert Quinn was on the table team. So did I. When he's not coming back. So here's what, here's how you win the tickets. Well, Rhea is the judge because she made note of the dumb questions I yesterday. Didn't nothing.
3: Say they were all dumb. I just said I was. I didn't need all that information. There was they were about dumber,
0: dumber than dumb. There was nothing about the game no. plan, the offensive no, scheme, the nothing play action, about the way they played the game, about Sanders not getting any touches, getting twenty not nothing. I hmm. got to ask all that stuff today. Hmm. But anyway, here's all you need to do. And is the judge. Ask a stupid question. What? Pose a dumb question. We get, get hired. Pose, ju- ju- pose a <laughs> question to the coach that is stupid. Oh, to the coach? <laughs> to the coach. Wow, well, you were kind of vague the there. Co- no, I was just getting you said no, ask right? a stupid question. Tell the coach, ask the coach something stupid. Rhea will judge the most dumb one, and you're gonna win. Well, because
3: we ask a lot of dumb questions around here.
0: No, I personally don't. Maybe you do. Rhea. I don't know about anybody <laughs> ask else. Ask the coach something. My stupid. questions are all exceptional. Two one i nine. We'll be really exceptional today. <laughs> He's, if he doesn't get mad today, he'll never get mad.
1: Yeah, wake him up. Let's but if go. he
0: gets mad, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to yes, go today. You got to. 215-592-9494. When we return. All right, we are back. I'm sorry, I was just as <laughs> explaining something story. to my colleagues about uh, life insurance and yep, how important it is to my wife that I <laughs> I get signed up already before the you know, the nice retirement kicks in. Yeah. And what you learn about that stuff is uh I may end up being more wor- worth more to her dead than Correct. alive. Retired on a Thursday, dead by Friday. But anyway, we have so much to cover today and uh, we are thrilled to have on our show to help us with this a major story that broke last night on Monday Night Football and all the stuff going on with the Eagles right now. Our football expert, the great Ross Tucker, is with us. Hi, Ross. How are you today?
6: Doing fine, Angelo. Thank you. All
0: right. So, Ross, I know you were watching this live because we've seen your Twitter. Uh, DeMar Hamlin goes down with what looks like a life-threatening injury. What are you thinking? What are you experiencing watching that? (laughs)
6: Yeah, um, a lot of different emotions. I mean, first of all, I I, I know DeMar a little bit. He's a Pittsburgh Central Catholic kid, and I remember him in the state championship game against Parkland, which is up in Allentown. That's who they beat his senior year. So I've kind of followed him along since he was 16 or 17. And, you know, I think we're so conditioned, Angelo, to be concerned about the the neck and spine and head stuff that – I know it's going to sound weird, but when he initially got up, I was like, okay, he, you know, he's not paralyzed or anything. It's not head, neck, or spine. But then the next commercial break, the next commercial break, and then when Joe Buck said CPR, you know, then you get really, really concerned, and obviously everything else sort of takes a step back. It really is wild. You know, Bills-Bangles is a huge game for number one seed in the AFC – for the AFC North Division Championship, all that stuff, it's amazing. I mean, you guys talk about this stuff all day, so do I. It's amazing how unimportant all that seems when, you know, you think there's a chance that a young man might lose his life.
0: 100%. And I'm just wondering, I was talking to you, Douglas, before the show because he's in the studios today working at a different show. And uh, he said that when that happens and you're a player, Ross, that you suddenly confront – the danger you take when you go into an NFL game, that it could happen to anyone. We saw it with Josh Sweat. He was uh, immobilized. People were very concerned about his well-being in the Eagles game on Sunday. Does it make you wonder about your career choice and does it change the way you play after you witness it up close yourself?
6: Well, a couple things. One is I feel like I was pretty aware of that possibility before every game I played, especially because I was like on the wedge, on the kickoff return. I was in some high-leverage situations. And so, you know, it's funny. Whether you're religious or not, Angelo, it seems like almost everybody prays before the game. And you kind of... Everybody really prays for the same thing. I mean, I, I, I would just pray that there wouldn't be any type of serious injury for anybody out there, and I'm not afraid or ashamed to admit it that I was always a little bit afraid before every game because, you know, growing up, I remember the game where Mike Utley from the Lions got paralyzed. I remember when Dennis Bird from the Jets got paralyzed. And here you are, you know, I'm I'm like 24, 25. I'm engaged. You know, I I got a lot of good things going. And you realize on one play – it could all change in an instant, and um, it's kind of wild, Angel. I don't even know if you know this. My my career ended with a herniated disc in my neck against the Ravens on a kickoff return, where I bruised my spinal cord. Wow. Now I never was like you know motionless on the field or anything. I, I just thought I got a really bad neck stinger, and I got up and I, I killed. I really hit the kid hard, and I was like, yes, and then my whole arm went numb. And I remember thinking, that's not good. But I didn't realize sort of how serious it was till the next day I saw the Redskins um, neck and spine guy and he told me I had a bruised spinal cord. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, you have a herniated disc in your neck and a bruised spinal cord. I said, what does that mean? He said, it means you're 28 and you went to Princeton. You should probably get a real job. Yeah, and, wow. Um, I, that was that was all I needed. So, And I will say this, too. Um, I was actually in a game, 2004 against the Patriots, where an ambulance came on the field against – yeah, I was playing for the Bills. Now, this was not like a heart issue. It was a neck and spine thing. But still, you're on the field, okay? There's 75,000 people there. Your your teammate is not moving at all. So you're thinking like, this guy, like like, I know his wife Anisha. Like I I know Mike's wife. I know his parents. He – Like, is there a chance he doesn't walk again? And then they take the ambulance off the field, and you do like a two-minute stretch, and then you play again, which was why obviously they did did the right thing last night on not playing, but it's the most bizarre thing in the world because you don't know if your friend can walk or not, and yet you're still continuing to do the thing that might have just stopped him from being able to walk anymore.
0: Wow. That is a spectacular explanation of what a, a player faces in a moment like that. Uh, great job on that, Ross. Ross, now to try to bring this over to the more mundane and that is the current state of the Eagles, Um I'm just wondering, I watched the drama with Josh Sweat on Sunday. There were a couple of breaks taken then. It was a good seven, eight minutes where they didn't play while well they put him. Now, he appears to be doing fine. He was released from the hospital. All indications are that he may even be able to play before the end of the playoffs. Um, did that have an effect? Is that a potential explanation for how dreadfully the Philadelphia Eagles played on Sunday?
6: It's it's um, interesting that you mentioned that because I do remember when that was going down. First of all, they were already kind of getting run over on that drive. Correct. Right? correct. Um, but I do remember thinking, man, they already seem like they are um, not quite as focused as they should be. I was surprised and a little disappointed, I would say, by what I perceived, Angelo, to be a lack of energy and urgency Um, on that first drive by the Saints and I remember thinking I don't think this is going to help that I don't think this whole situation with Sweat is going to make that uh, that any better now they obviously did start to play better um, throughout the second half especially on the defensive side of the ball but I did think I think it would be I, I don't think we can connect those dots but it's interesting that you bring that up because the same thought sort of crossed my mind
0: well, here's the thing, Rod. Uh, you're saying they, they showed, I sensed the lack of urgency. I said, uh, no desperation whatsoever. In a game that meant so much, you, you think about it. They get the f- first uh, week bye, they get the first seed in their entire round, their whole thing. They're home for the whole playoffs, and they knock the Saints out and get a better draft pick. They had every reason in the world to play hard for that game, and they didn't. And I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me why they didn't come out breathing fire.
6: I was surprised as well. I can't answer that, Angelo. Um, that's something you got to ask BG later or Sirianni or Kelsey later in the week. But that was pretty obvious. I mean, uh, the the fir- first of all, there was... I don't know. I wasn't in the stadium. It didn't feel like there was a ton of life just in general from the team or in the stadium. There was there. not,
3: Ross. I was there and it was, you know, obviously the, the sweat injury, I'd never heard the stadium that quiet in my life, seventy thousand people, but it was there was zero energy at
0: all. All right. That nine minute drop. Oh, uh, that's what did it. Which yeah. also encompassed the long wait with sweat. With the injury, yeah, oh, yeah. That it, sucked the life out of the ballpark. It took right? a lot.
3: they didn't when they Kind of try to make a run in the second half. It got a little bit, but it was dead.
0: Oh man, yeah. I just I don't understand what they were doing in that game. Uh, uh, they are th- they were once a thirteen one team. Is hurts that important? Is that what we're learning here, Ross?
6: Well, I think he's pretty important, but I don't think he's that important. No, I, I don't think he's as important. You know, I had so many thoughts going on. Did they think because Minshew played well against the Cowboys yes. and since they almost won yep. that game, yep. did they think, okay, we're playing back at home, we'll be able to go out there and, and beat the Saints? Because, you know, as players you should never feel that way, but I don't know anyone that thought the Saints were going to win or picked them to win, and it almost felt like consciously or subconsciously the the eagles felt that way like they felt like they could just go out there and win and then you have to earn it because you know i thought to your point angelo i thought they would come out on that first drive flying uh, around yeah. get a three and out to have the saints possess the ball for 9 minutes uh, and run it down their throat uh that absolutely set the tone for the entire rest of the game
0: Ross, uh, as always, great stuff, especially on uh, what happened last night on Monday Night Football. Uh, as always, thank you, Ross, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
6: Absolutely. Take care.
0: All uh, right, Ross Tucker. Now, uh, uh, I'm going to play via the top of the hour the theory that Baldiger had of what was going on because uh, he was great, and he's going to be on at 9 o'clock today, but let me grab a call or two here and uh, talk more about all this stuff we got going on. Rock goes up for the Dirty 30. Hi, Rock. Hey, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Were you watching it last night, Rocco?
7: Yeah, unfortunately, I was live. And um, but it, you know, talk about perspective. Um, I, you know, it's it, really not much you can say. Um, it. I was so angry. I was still angry about the Eagles game, and I'm watching the game with the mindset: says, you know, what? whoever wins this game, that's your league MVP, right? Between the two quarterbacks. Hmm. And it just took everything. I, look, we, we criticized the ESPN a lot, but, man, they did a terrific job last night.
0: Yeah, I, really, really... I agree with you. I agree yeah, with
7: I, you. Even in in studio, I mean, I don't even know the people who you know who were talking and the players and whatnot, but they, they, they just gave such detail. And, and to see the, the first responders and the doctors, the way they were working, um, you know, it kind of realized, you know, it's just a game. We're going to have to like, take a step back. Um, Sunday will roll around. I'll be back to being Rocco from the 30 But for now, you know, let, let's just pray. And, and, you know, I can't say complimentary things about everybody with ESPN, like a certain Skip
0: Bayless, who's a scumbag. Right, don't don't yeah, even go I there, know, I
7: know, I know, I know, Not I know, even I know. Any I know. Reason I know. To go. He's just looking
0: I, for attention. You know that. I know,
7: I know. I got it. I Rock, get it.
0: Great points. I, I loved your call. I thought uh, good uh, people have come up big in our first hour. Now, I just got to mention this. We schedule this. I want to do this because uh, I was watching the Eagles game Sunday. With Meryl and Mike. And sp- speaking about doing a great job on an awful sports event, they were phenomenal. They always do. And, they were, and, and Joe Conklin said, let's do an evil Meryl. And I said to him, I'm not sure you can be more angry than Merrill and Mike <laughs> were during the actual game. So let's find out right now. Ladies and gentlemen, evil Merrill is out of line. Hi, Merrill. Hi, Ange. I'm Levitt. What do you mean? This Why are you game? living?
4: It's an absolute disgrace. I took this as a personal affront. This was as poorly conceived a game plan as I've ever seen. The Saints last in the leg at stopping the run. What are the Eagles' game plan? Pass the ball with a quarterback with a candy arm. What the hell was that, Angelo? This is evil marrow. Go ahead, more Evo. And where was Miles, Sa- Sanders? can anyone tell me where was Miles said when you have a Ferrari, why would you take the bus?
0: Why did they take the bus, Jonesy? No
4: idea. <laughs> I mean, did the offensive line practice at all during the week, or are they out singing Christmas carols again? I think the they, ca- stop, they were doing the carols. Uh, stop singing and start blocking people. I say less singing, more hitting. Huh! <gasps> And I'm getting word now the offensive line's next song is going to be Jump by Van Halen. Oh, another, another offside. Oh, that's Truly a, a disgraceful performance. You know, they give Emmys for great performances. Yeah. They should have gotten an Enema for this one.
0: Enema! Jonesy, an Enema! Got a couple of those. Very close. <laughs> the,
4: the bad news is they played like ass. The good news is they took second place in the comics division of the Mummers on Sunday. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm loving it. The evil <laughs> Merrill, you are taking this loss hard!
4: Angelo, I don't know. If I didn't know any better, I would think the Eagles might be tanking on purpose just to get you to retire sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, That wouldn't rule that out.
0: Uh, Did you hear A.J. Brown after the game? He threw Minshew under the bus.
4: Yeah, Minshew tried to throw Brown under the bus, but it was picked (laughs) off. If I were Gardner Minshew, I'd shave off the mustache and hope nobody
0: recognizes me. Hold on a minute. Minshew is hoping to be a starter somewhere else next season. The
4: only contract this loser's going to get next year is a cell phone contract with Verizon Wireless. Can you hear me now? You suck, Gardner!
0: Oh, evil Merrill on fire! More Merrill, more!
4: If the Eagles are a quarterback factory, they should be issuing a recall real soon. Holly, I'm sick, Angela. I don't deserve this. I'm 80 years old. I'm profiled this month at Philadelphia Magazine. For God's sakes, I'm a celebrity!
0: He's a celebrity!
4: I plan to do next week's game. We had it all set up. The Eagles were going to clinch the yeah. top seed. I was going to do next week's game. I we got the Giants with my feet up on the console and Mike Quick feeding me grapes.
0: Now that makes sense.
4: Now I've got to work like the season depends on it. Speaking of depends, I know you're retiring soon. I got a great price on adult oh. underpants. I'll email you later. In.
0: Oh. Oh, it would not, not be evil. complete if Conklin <laughs> did wrong. not bring in diapers. Thank you so much, Evil (laughs) Nasty, And I would like to say that Joe Cocklett's comedy show, that right there, Rhea, we have to do something with that. The offensive line and jump by Van Halen. (laughs) That was too perfect. See Joe Cocklett's comedy show with Teresa Krellinger and Dennis Horan at St. Dennis in Havertown this Saturday, January 7th for tickets. Go to JoeCocker.com. When we return, I'll let you hear this baldy indictment. This was not good for the birds. WIP Sports Time, 657.